Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 235th of Korea Podcast. Our today's guest is Mr. Philippe Colin, also known as Grace Shoku. He's a freelance concept artist and illustrator based in Taiwan. And of course, without without you know any mentioning, you know what you obviously know at this point. You know, in the four contact section of the captions, you can find the links to his web, personal website, Twitter account, and art session account. So, if you want to see more of his works in detail, you know, you can check those out as well. And with that being out of the way, um, let's jump into the first signature question where I start off the podcast with, which is give us a little introduction on how we got into the world of visual arts and design. Basically, tell us your origin story, if you know how you became an artist, basically. Hmm. Well, uh, it's not very original. Uh, like uh, every other kid, I started to draw like uh, at school and for fun. Like, uh, Every day, I guess, and I never stopped. <laughs> I mean, there is no specific moment where I where I choose to to draw. Uh, it just uh, was always there. All right. And were you originally start studying art and design? Like, let's say you were in high school, then you had to, of course, you know, think of your future, you know, and you know what you're going to study in that college or something, or if you're going to, co- if you should go to college or something, you know, all those big questions, you know, that you have to kind of find an answer for when you're at that age. So were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path, you know, like how was that whole area for you? Yeah, well, so when I was a kid, I always wanted to to become a designer when I, when I, uh, when I, uh, for the, for the future. <laughs> And uh, I, as soon as I could uh, take an artistic direction into my uh, scholarship, I, I did it. So in high school, we had like an um, option for art. It was like uh, maybe two or four hours per week. It was uh, relatively short, but uh, I applied for that uh, once I could. And uh, so for the, uh, the four years, Three years at high school, I uh, I was uh, doing that, and uh, in the same time, I was taking some uh, lessons on the side for uh, painting. And uh, once I finished high school, I uh, I went in a private art school in Lyon for four years. So yeah, I had a, a good support from my family. And uh, I just went all in, in that, uh, without much doubt, I would say. All right, that's awesome. And actually, you know, I was wondering, you know, what were some of your favorite franchises and just, you know, both in, you know, entertainment, of course, in entertainment, which means, you know, video games, animation, you know, films. What were some of your, you know, favorite franchises that really inspired you as well? Uh, so... I was. I have always been a, a geek. I would say uh, before we were coding, uh, uh, before we were u- using this name. And uh, when I I was a kid, I was a lot into um, Japanese anime and uh, American comic books. Uh, because in uh, in France and I think uh, in Spain too, we had um, some TV channels buying. Uh, Japanese anime instead of uh, European production because uh, it was cheaper. So uh, on uh, like at the afternoon we have uh, some t- 
TV show for kids with uh, a lot of Japanese anime that were like uh, Dragon Ball Z or um, Captain Tsubasa, Senseiya, this kind of stuff. And some uh, not even uh, aimed at uh, kids, because in France, uh, the TV channels uh, were considering every anime uh, something for kids. So we there is a generation generation at the end of the 80s and beginning of the 90s where, uh, where we were subject to to Japanese anime, to all kind of Japanese anime very young and I think it had uh, a lot of influence on a lot of uh, French artists and, uh, <clears throat> and other, other European artists so this was uh, like Dragon Ball Z for example it was very big in France at this moment and then from 1990 and uh, in addition of that, I was uh, also a big fan of uh, US comics, so uh, typically X-Men, and Kenny X-Men, everything around X-Men, so Generation X, X-Factor, um, Spider-Man stuff, uh, the crossovers, the image comics, a uh, lot of stuff, but it was more uh, something it was not a big big thing in France at this moment. It was um, more personal, I would say, because uh, you could buy, uh, look at those uh, those comics and buy them in the, um, some cigarette shops in France, where you had also some magazine and uh, some uh, lottery tickets, stuff like that. And uh, there are always some uh, U.S. comics like uh, right there. And I, I never saw any, uh, anyone else, any other kid uh, right there, so it was more, it was not like the anime, it was very um, more niche, I would say. So I've always had those, uh, those two main uh, inspiration from Japan and from the US, and uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and uh, X-Men, I would say, was my, my favorite franchise at the time. All right. And, of course, in the introduction, I mentioned that you're, like, a freelance illustrator and concept artist. But I was wondering, like, you know, you mentioned, you know, how you kind of decided to become an artist, you know, and how the things went by, you know, for you. But how did you decide that all right illustration and concept art is for me like how was that transition like and also tell, tell us about your experience of your whole life working as an illustrator and concept artist like how has the journey been thus far uh, so uh, i went uh, after high school i went in a private art school and for four years and during those four years the at the beginning of those four years the um, the scholarship is very traditional, so you have to replicate very realistic uh, stuff. You have to learn anatomy, learn perspective, uh, learn how to use uh, acrylic paint, charcoal, etc. So you don't really ask yourself a lot of questions. It's very scholar. You have to do something and you have a grade uh, uh, after that. And with the the late years uh, in that school, you have to express a bit more your own style and try different options like um, anime, 
comics they already had some uh, 3d at the time and uh, like um, press uh, press art or newspaper art and stuff like that so i was not uh, was not sure what to do i wanted to draw i wanted to do to do art but i was not sure in what uh, what department yet exactly i was uh, very interested in animation at the time and everywhere doing like um, <clears throat> uh, frame by frame uh, exercise uh, and i really liked that and uh, we started to learn photoshop in the last year I mean, very basically but I really liked the, um, the possibility of the, it was the beginning, it was not the beginning of Photoshop, but beginning of Photoshop for individuals, it was like the CS version, and uh, it was uh, really big for me because I like colors, but I always find it too slow, and uh, I was uh, very, very interested in that, and I I think I didn't think a lot at doing video games at that time, but I, I liked it obviously. But was more into comics and animation. And when we had to, it was the last year of the scholarship. You had to find an internship in um, in a company in the area in the same city uh, if you could. And I found uh, an internship in a video game company. So it was really small company, uh, it's with the subs subsidiary of another uh, average company in, the, in Lyon also, and I started to to work for them, uh, it was like during the, during the holidays, and I really liked it, it was like uh, the early early step of, um, of the development of a new, new ID, so it was like the um, the most fun step on the, the development of the games it was a, a sci-fi game so it was a, it was like a dream job uh, already happening in the as an internship and i really like it and in the same time i was doing some uh, you had to do also um like uh, like a project at the, for the last year to have your diploma and for the project i had the opportunity to do a comic book that I was going to publish uh, after the, the diploma, after I, I finished it. So I really did a video game and um, comic books in the same time uh, that, uh, that particular year. And I never really chose between both. Uh, I do less comics right now because it's a uh, a bit harder to to live doing only comics but still something i really like but in the um, the job i found uh, most frequently yeah, it's more about concept art and illustration for video game or for some time some uh, some for some cards or some uh, board games but yeah all right and the next thing I need to mention is that now, speaking of you know your experience, I want to ask you this: How does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a new project? Um, both your 
like basically how does the structure of your pipeline look like? So I want to know for both personal stuff and also professional stuff. Hmm. So you mean for illustration and concept app? Um, yep. So it always starts with a paper and a pencil for me because I uh, I always like the the feeling of uh, drawing uh, like that. And uh, yeah, at the beginning was uh, I was I wanted um, something clean with the pencil that I just colored after that and. It, uh, the line art was uh, there in the final result, but uh, nowadays it's more sketchy on paper, and I scan it uh, to start work on uh, the color on PC, and I do some correction usually and uh, some test on uh, in Photoshop before that, and once the sketch is good for me, I I start the colors. And uh, for the colors, it's it's, uh, it's a technique I um, I uh, it's uh, it's uh, always the same structure in the in Photoshop, the same uh, group of layers. I have some scripts, so once I'm good with a sketch, I just uh, click some button and I uh, everything is laid out and organized, and I start to do the. Uh, the basic color, so the colors uh, which is uh, like uh, attached to materials, then the shading, then the, um, the reflective lights, and uh, do some tricking at the end. And uh, usually, I have some oh, I have some filters at the end, and uh, that's it. And uh, yeah, I, it's uh, it's more for illustration. Uh, if it's concept art, usually you can, I can do just uh, simple colors to mm, to make the the ID pop out, or just keep it like uh, in sketches. Right. And who are some of your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? Uh, so uh, they would be Japanese and American for the most part. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, like I said, I was a big fan of uh, U.S. comic books when I was young. And the the biggest influence would be Joe Madureira, like uh, a lot of other artists. And uh, the the whole kind of new wave that um, that you could see in the comics at that time, like uh, Umberto Ramos. Uh, Carlos Pacheco, Chris Bacalo, Jeff Matsuda, that was like Greg uh, Capullo, is a bit more traditional, but there were a whole, whole generation of uh, comic artists that were kind of um, doing something new uh, at that time. It was uh, something a bit hybrid between traditional um, US artist and um, not necessarily uh, manga influence but they were doing something more stylized, more simple and more organic I would say that I really like and uh, in the same time um, on the Japanese side yeah there was obviously Akira Toriyama since uh, since I was uh, pretty young, 
in the was um, it's a bit later I was a huge fan of uh, <coughs> Evangelion. So Yoshioki Sadamoto uh Ikuto Yamashita for the mecha design was a, a huge fan of that. Uh, in video games I a big fan of uh, Metal Gear Solid, the game and uh, the main artist uh, Yoji Shinkawa because uh, I like his his, uh, his art obviously, but really like the place he's taking in the in the development of the game. It's, I mean, he does like everything can do characters, uh, background, mecha design, and from a very deep level into the development also feeling concept art for the 3D artist and also uh, his art is also brought into the um, communication aspect of the game so the marketing side the cover uh, everything around it around the game so it was a, a huge model for me and uh, that's why when I for my first uh, internship for this uh, sci-fi project I was uh, really hyped to do that because it was almost uh, the Asmian was the same the same work that uh, that Yuji Shinkawa were, was doing uh, at this time so obviously I, I was very young and very bad but it was still the same technically the, the same job so I try. I still try to um, to be inspired by by what is uh, what is doing still now. All right. And what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? I mean, of course, if it's something that there's high chance, high probability there's NDAs involved. Um, but if that's not the case, but what kind of information can you share with us of the stuff you're working on right now? Uh, so right now I'm I'm working on a video game. <clears throat> So it's uh, it's going to be released in October. I'm working with uh, Amplitude Studio, which is a, a French studio, and uh, I was involved in the latest tapes of the game. So it's not really concept art; it's uh, illustration for the cutscenes and some uh, some videos around the project. And uh, yeah, that's the main. Uh, the main project that's going to be really soon. I work for uh, almost two years with them, so it's uh, when you're freelance, it's already a big, uh, a big task. Usually, it's uh, shorter. And I have some other, yeah, other small tasks, but I'm not sure I can speak about them. All right, and. What area beside the area you're working on right now, which is of course in the area of like you know art and design, would you would you be interested to explore and learn in the future? Like you know, basically, what other non completely non related stuff are going on in your life? You know, maybe there's an activity, a goal, just anything. So I like 3D also. I started to learn 3D in. A... That's kind. Of, that's not non related. That's completely art related as well. Oh, okay, so oh non artistic. Non-art. Uh... Yeah. Uh, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing a bit of sport, but I mean, I'm playing video games. I guess it's artistic. I'm watching 
some series, some movies, doing some uh, model kits also when I have time. Uh, Japanese uh, model kits and I'm trying to paint them and uh, this stuff, but it's totally artistic also. Small robots. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's kind of like a hard question because a lot of artists answer, oh, I'm, I want to learn guitar or music. They usually say music a lot of times, yeah. but that's kind yeah. of arts related. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think I should specify like non-visual arts related. I think that's like a good way to pr- say that. But yeah, I think honestly, like the reason I ask it because I'm kind of curious because the whole thing is I really believe everyone should have like multiple interests to grow in. Like, not just for artists, you know, just in general. If you're an athlete, you should have, like, another outlet to grow as well. Now, I think it really helps the brain grow better and just, you know, helps you, like, you know, become more healthier mentally, I think. Just to have multiple things. And, you know, uh, I'm always curious what other people have in their life, you know? Yeah, and I don't see see anything. I mean, I, I go out on the weekend with my family... But yeah, it's not really the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it if it's if it makes you happy, I mean, it's fine. Like honestly, like yeah. not everything has to be the same template, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, awesome. And well, then actually, one thing I want to ask is like you know, during your whole experience, like you know that you worked in the industry, if you could name, if you could say. One, your most important tip and advice that you've learned from all your experiences, what would that be? Um, in my career, the better advice, the best advice. I don't know. Uh, it's not an advice. It's uh, maybe a, an observation I did some, some time ago for myself. Uh, I I consider that uh, opportunities are like um, equal equals to um, talent multiplied by uh, relations. So if you have one of the two at zero, usually you it's very hard to to find a good opportunity in your work. But if you have a lot of talent, lot of relations, you can go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically, that's the whole thing in every industry, like, you know, connections, you know. Yeah, it's not related to, to artistic. Yeah. No, but um, still, like, no, wait, but that's still is actually really important as well, you know, because if in order to get connections, you need to actually communicate with people. And communication is one of the soft skills that a lot of artists, you know, since the majority, I think, of the people in this industry are introverts, kind of do have, it's a bit of a challenging for them to make connections. Like, I have friends who are, like, really good artists, and I say, like, you know, that, you know, hi, hey, you can just easily message them on Instagram or email them if you have questions or ask for feedback on your portfolio all the time, make connections like that. And, you know, if usually seniors, like people who are like really good, that's something when they see a junior who's trying their best and are passionate, they would love to help that person grow, you know? So I highly recommend people to, you know, just try to connect and of course be thoughtful, you know, when you ask questions or stuff like that, you shouldn't like, you know, demand the answer you should just you know try to make a friend who happens to be you know good at something that you want to be good at as well i know that that 
sounded like a random thing I said, but it's a really important no, note, to yeah. be honest. Mm. You say that uh, personally, and I, from what, from what you said, I think it's the case for a lot of artists. I focused uh, more, more on my work than on my relations. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like a, a bit of a gamble and it's uh, related to personalities, I guess. So you can work a bit on that, but uh, there's still a limit to, to, to what you can do from what you are. Yeah. And well, we've reached the final question and section of the podcast, which is called time capsule. All right. So let me uh, tell you the scenario, what it actually means. Imagine you're about to be ejected for, for, with a skate pod in a, a spaceship, all right? And you're locked in that skate pod. You can't get out. And there's a countdown timer on the door, above the door that, you know, is just going down. And when it reaches zero, you're going to be ejected in the space. You're never going to be heard from again. You're never going to be seen by anyone. But there's like this console in your escape pod that you can, you know, leave some voice recordings that will be left on the space station or the spaceship or whatever. So in that, in your last few moments that you have the opportunity to say anything that you want to, what would you say from yourself, a human being to another human being? And that another human being is anyone who's going to listen to that. Like basically your important, your, your most important lessons you've learned in this life as a human that he could like, like, you know, leave as your legacy, you know, in that recording. What would that be? Okay, so I'm not talking to the other astronauts in the, in the ship? No, 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 they're not. I mean, when you're recording, if there's someone else or there's not, it doesn't matter, you know? So, okay. so I'm escaping from a ship that is going well and I'm going to die alone. <laughs> yeah, there was some malfunction and you're getting ejected, yeah. That sucks, okay. I know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I could try to give some advice in other artists, but if it's uh, anybody, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I won't say anything. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, I was, I never was really somebody listening to, to advice i always prefer doing the the mistake and mess up and try to see how i messed up and doing differently the the time after that and also i don't see i don't think that uh, people really listen anyway especially now in this, uh, you know, with the social networks, uh, everybody is kind of listening to what they want to to listen, not necessarily hear something different and you know, not change their their behavior based on advice. So, yeah, <laughs> I would just that the pure silence. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, there's something we can extract from what you said. So if you could say one sentence, you know, I think it, I think it should be along this kind of line of thing, like, you know, just, uh, I don't know, like keep an open mind and always try to be self-aware of your own actions and thoughts. I guess if you synthetize, uh, it would be like listen to yourself, but it's just kind of what I did 
it's not necessarily good advice for some people. I know some people need need to to have some advice to go further. So yeah. So in the end, we're left with mm, <laughs> not that. So <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think it's too broad to give advice for anybody on anything. No, I mean, it. yeah, sure, you're right, actually. But usually, you know, when I... Actually, one of the reasons, like, this is something I think a lot of guests or, you know, obvious, you know, regular listeners of the podcast know. I usually avoid giving the questions beforehand to the guests because I want to put them on the spot, basically. Mm. And this is one of those questions as well, you know? Because, yeah, sure, a lot of people try to not really answer this question or they find it hard because it's like, you know, they think any answer they're going to say is going to be cliche so they don't say it. Or like, you know, sometimes, you know, they have the same problem as you are, you know, because you're like, this is too broad, what should I say, you know? Like some, some, someone once said, don't put pineapple on pizza as answer, you know? And... Uh-huh. Yeah, just a bad advice. I mean, I cannot like it. You know. right, so wait, see, we found your nemesis then. You know, someone says, you know, don't put pineapple okay. on. Give me his name. <laughs> I actually I actually forgot, you know, who it no, was. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, but you get the point. And you know, of course, I'm, I would jokingly say the name, but I actually don't remember. But <laughs> I, I guess, you know, I'll write something, you know, just in the lines of, you know, try to enjoy your life, you know, be open-minded about yourself because the thing is i usually write the answer to this question as a third post on the instagram you know so i have to write something that's okay uh yes um yeah Mm. listen to to your inner voice (laughs) so you should have something very cliche this time Listen to your inner voice. That's actually that's actually good. Short, simple, straight to the point. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Thank you so much. And again, thanks so much for coming by for this episode and podcast. Uh, where can people contact you if they had any questions? Their Twitter account and uh, email. Okay. Uh, maybe my email. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the, you can find the email to that in the, his art station profile. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, art station and Twitter on my website because I still. Have one uh, website yep and i uh, put the links to website twitter and our session down in the captions down below so if anyone wants to check it out thank you can you. check it out there and that's again thanks so much for coming by and thank you to anyone who tuned in and listened to this episode i hope you enjoyed it as always if there's any comments or suggestions leave them down in the comment section down below or you can send it to me and well with that out of the way take care everyone and stay safe till the next episode bye bye